Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures, episode 116. And tonight we are talking about stoves. And not just any stoves, but all stoves. Because stoves is a great topic. Would you not uh, agree there, Ben? Well, it's a fun topic. It's definitely a great topic. Yeah. Okay, fun, great, all the same. You know what I mean? It's a good topic to chat about, and I'm sure we're going to go down some rabbit holes on this, such as we do. And yeah. uh, But I think they'll be informative. <laughs> I think it'll be informative, honestly. Yeah, I I don't know. It's, you can't really camp, I guess, without a stove. I mean, well, you can, but it's a lot better when you know you have somewhere to cook and, you know, a more controlled cooking surface or heating surface. So, I mean, like, so what we label as a stove is, is very, very, very much a varied item and encompasses quite a wide range. So it's, it's, uh, one of those things that uh, people really get into and build a plethora of options and have reasons for each one so no and that's very true and i mean we've talked about stoves before in previous podcasts but i mean we've never really done an in-depth uh episode on it and that's kind of what this is here too and just while we're on the topic uh i don't know if you had a chance ben i never talked to you before this did you happen to see jeremy's uh live q a the other night no I, uh, well, I probably noted it. I just didn't have a chance to go in on it. I poked into it for a few minutes. He was talking about his new project there, and he did talk a little bit about some stoves. Uh, so if anybody is interested, um, Lone Wolf 902, Jeremy out there, he does uh, a fair number of videos on stoves. Like, I mean, I can't think of anybody that probably has more stoves collected than than that man there. Can you think of anybody that would have more than him? No. <laughs> No, I can't. So, no, honestly, I was kind of hoping he'd pop on tonight because I was going to pick his brain a little bit. But uh... I, uh, I've been to Jeremy's house in the past, and he started pulling them out, and it was just ridiculous. So, uh, well, he still may show up, um, and if he does, well, I, I hope he'll chime in a little bit. But I guess let's uh, Red Bear Tactical here. How's it going tonight? Um, I guess we might as well jump right in. So should we start like at the bottom and work our way up or should we just jump all around or I, that's exactly what I was just staring at. Like it's a classic little stove. It's uh, and if anybody's wondering and uh, they haven't seen anything like this here, this is what's called a penny stove. And I mean, there is a ton of videos online on how to do these. Uh, I think Ben, we were doing I made one on a show. I was going to say, we were talking about cooking. I think we were talking more about cooking stoves and somehow came on to this. And you made one during the episode. So they yeah. are not hard to make. Um, and if I can find that episode, I'll link it down in the description for anybody that wants to check it out. And, I mean, it's it's a basic of a stove. And it works really well, though. The beauty of this particular stove, the, the absolute beauty, is if you can find two cans. I know, I know that's a hard thing to do, but two pop cans. You can make one of these in seconds. And I can remember, and, and I don't know if my coworker still has it or still thinks about it, but we were at work one day, and if they were saying there was a power outage, she was kind of fretting, how am I going to cook my supper? And I'm like, whipped one of these out and said, all you need is some isopropyl alcohol on your way home, and you got a stove. And I gave it to her. I don't know if she, what she did with it, if she ever used it, but it's that quick and simple to make. And all you need to do is cut, cut the bottom inch or so off of a, two cans, force the two of them in, put some holes on around the outer ring, 
and some holes in the center. You pour fluid in, put a penny over the top, and light it up. And it will keep running for more than enough to boil up a couple of cups of water. Like you can, you can do your Roman ramen noodles. You can do a cup of tea, cup of coffee. You can do most dehydrated meals with one of these. And the thing is all but weightless. Like yeah. And you're right. It's super simple to to make. The the concept's dirt simple, just like you said. But the fun of these is I don't think you ever truly master how to make one. Like I mean I've I've hammered out a couple of them. I, I don't pretend that I've made as many as you do at all. And I mean I'm still learning as I go what works easy, what doesn't work so well. I mean, just down to the size of the holes, how far they're spaced apart, how much air is getting in. Like, there's actually a science to it. Uh, they'll all go together and they'll all burn. Don't get me wrong. It's just you can tweak it to make it better and better and better and better. And it's kind of a lot of fun to see how efficient you can make one. Yeah, a lot of the ones I've made were made using literally thumbtacks but if you want to get into drill bits and get fine drills and really play with it and you can sort of open them up a little bit and stagger them different rates if you want to build little guides and, and make the holes more even i mean this is all stuff you can do and then if you build a little uh, flame like a, a heat shield for it you can make them a bit more efficient you do have to be careful i find you can easily and it's not a dangerous thing is if you shield these too much they kind of overheat and the fluid and it'll actually bubble up faster and the jets just get kind of too powerful and they'll blow themselves out uh, yeah and i i've uh i found that with one of the first ones I made i only put like maybe six holes in it and they were pretty tiny and that's exactly what happened uh it was during the summer it was pretty hot out already it kind of literally boiled itself and it, it just kind of went and then it was out <laughs> but uh Super fun, super easy to make, great to play with. Uh, honestly, uh, no matter how down and out you are, you can pretty well walk by almost any garbage can and pick up two tin cans. Like, it's pop cans. It's, it's that simple to find them. Uh, it is the cheapest, easiest way I can think of to get into a, a little cook stove for bushcraft. And uh, there are videos, and I can't remember who did it but the best one i've seen to make like a, a little stand for one of these not a stand to put the stove itself on but a stand to go over the stove if you want a little bit of separation between the stove and what you're using somebody made coat hangers and i mean i think you sent me the video and it was like super awesome i think you literally if you type into youtube uh penny stove stand or something like that it'll come up coat hanger stove or you know some combination of those words, and you'll definitely catch it, and you'll know it when you see it, and it's dirt simple to make. And, uh, yeah, so Red Bear Tactical, I keep it pretty still over the Kenworth. Uh, I've uh, He's always got any air brake antifreeze to use in the truck. And that's just it. You can use a couple different fuels on this. Patrick uh, was asking, can you use camp fuel, white fuel? I know, like, heat. Uh, in the States, you get a product called Heat, which is a camp stove or a camp fuel. It works amazing. Uh, ethanol will work the only thing is you got to watch the fumes and stuff off that i mean as long as it's not getting into your food uh any kind of high concentration alcohol substance will work as a fuel uh, i don't recommend gasoline it, it's uh it doesn't really work in i have tried it i'm not gonna lie i have tried it uh it doesn't work well you definitely want those higher percentage alcohol 
kind of fuels, which is like your camps, uh, camp fuel, stuff like that. I've also tried like the Coleman camp fuel for the uh, lamps and cook stoves and stuff like that. And it worked as well. Same kind of thing though. I found the higher percentage alcohol worked a little better. Not that it won't work in a pinch, but uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're very multi fuel, but yeah, some of the lighter fuels, the ones that evaporate really quick, they, they can be a bit much for it. You probably would probably be, I would say kerosene would work better than gasoline type deal. Definitely. Um, so along the same uh, route, Diesel would probably also be better than gasoline. Most alcohols work pretty good because they 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 tend to be, believe it or not, a little bit more stable than gasoline for that type of use. Methyl, methyl, uh, methyl alcohol, just the paint thinner really is one I've often used. Yeah. I know there's some health concerns with it, but it works. Uh, the heat or gas line antifreeze, all these things work in it, so it's a great choice. It's a great starting point. And honestly, even the fuels generally are dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking to get in, you're not looking to spend a lot of money. These are great options. Are they perfect? No, no, they're, they're definitely not perfect. They're, the, the blessing in them is also a bit of the, the disadvantage. I find in real cold weather, they're hard to get lit. They do need to be primed a little bit. And by primed, I mean... I've had to like pour alcohol in it and then kind of over it and light yeah. that so it warms the can up a little bit so it'll actually start vaporizing, get the gasifying going and stuff like that. But these are tricks you learn as you go along. In in the winter, I've used them and they, they do work in really cold weather. You just have to to play with them a bit. If you can put it on a slightly insulated surface, like an actual piece of wood, mm. that and and run it, it's going to be better if you put it on a rock because the rock is going to suck the heat out of it and it's basically going to liquefy the fuel again. It's not going to vaporize good and it's not going to burn. So you're trying to maintain that. So you definitely want to insulate it. The colder weather, the more of a heat shield you could use. And in the hot weather, you, you want to give it that freedom because you want to try to control the temperature of the stove itself. Uh, so they are finicky. They are, there is a little bit of experimental and play with it. But you know, like I said, dirt cheap, works quick. You can stick one in your pocket. And believe it or not, most of these are strong. Like, even though they weigh next to nothing, you can pretty well stand on these things. You're not damaged. Well, that's just it. I mean, like, that is... Like, that never moved in the slight... And I mean, don't get me wrong. My crushing force is not the thing of legends. But, I mean, it, it's tough. You know what I mean? It, it's not going to... Did you just break yours? <laughs> My, my crushing strength is this <laughs> but no anyway. it's, it's a great starting point and we were joking just before the episode how long until they're not called penny stoves anymore because where do you get a wow. penny right they're going to be nickel stoves here before too long i still have a handful of pennies i keep just for those but i mean yeah that that's a great method and again it's relatively cheap so if you're looking for something quick and easy I, you know, it's hard to beat. I mean, there's a few other there are things out there. I was going to say companies, but now there's a few other designs out there that are pretty well free. The, the cat can stove is another good one. Mm -hmm. Although I tried that and mine actually failed. I said I had a pot of water on it. It was boiling perfectly fine. I turned my head and when I came back, the whole thing had folded in on itself and it literally melted. I have never had that problem with a penny stove. So, uh, and you know how the cat can stove works, right? I'm trying to bring it up here, and I apologize if this doesn't work the way it's supposed to, but here we go. Do I got the right one? Yeah, there we go. 
Yeah. So literally, it's a, it's it's the the cat can, and they just took a hole punch, and you punch holes all the way around. You just fill the bottom with alcohol, and you light it, and then you put your stove on top, and flame just comes out around the edge. And it's it's a dirt simple. And then some people even claim to get a little bit higher efficiency out of one of these than they do out of the penny stove. So, um, and there's one know. with a pot on it. Uh, dead simple. Again, you can go to the dollar store and buy one of those hole punches. Uh, yeah, but once again, it, it's that it's that start of the road. If you're looking for a stove to take with you in the woods, yeah, there you go. I think I got one in the filing cabinet over there. I mean, it's not hard. These no. are the bare bones of stoves you can go. And I mean, they they sell professional alcohol stoves too. If you you know type in alcohol stove on Amazon, you're gonna get a couple ones with like little neat features and stuff like that. But essentially, they all work the same. You can buy a titanium version from mech i haven't seen the titanium version i'll have to check that out but um okay so yeah no it's uh there's the solo one through yeah. mech yeah I, I can send you the link in a second that's no longer available the virgo titanium triad is that the one yeah, I think so. That's the one that I just pulled up here. So anybody that's wondering what we're talking about, that's kind of yeah. the dealio right there. Which is literally, like, I mean, if you look at what we got here versus what they got, they just kind of got a stand built on to basically what we've already created. Yeah. Um, it's a simple system. It's virtually identical. And honestly, um, I think I, I did even weighed one one time. And the weight's not even all that much different. Like, there's not a ton of advantage to it, but, and like I said, Max right now saying it's not available anymore, but I think when they were selling, they were selling for like 20, 25 bucks or something. So they're not cheap. Um, so me being cheap as, as cheap can be, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the penny stove or the nickel stove. If all you can find is a nickel. These days. <laughs> I, hey, mine's a quarter. Like I said, wow. I'm, I'm the expensive one on this one, but Red Bear said he has had some difficulty getting them to light up there So, uh, in yep. the winter. So we did mention that. They can be finicky in cold times. Sometimes you got to prime them a little bit so you spill alcohol all over them. What are we let, you know, a contained fire around it to kind of get it to start uh, gasifying that liquid inside, and then the, it'll kind of self-heat, and hopefully you can get it rolling that way. Like, you'll learn these little tricks as you go, but it's a great place to start. I mean, bottom line, that's all we're trying to get across is it's a great place to start. If you have no stove, you want to try looking for a little stove to take along with you, you literally make it for the cost. Two pop cans, beer cans, whatever kind of cans you have, energy drinks, all the same. And, uh, and you know, a penny, nickel, whatever the, you happen to have, an attack. You know what I mean? And you got yourself a stove. You can stop literally at any of the gas stations and buy some gas line deicer if you need some, you know, if you're in a pinch for fuel. Stop at Walmart or Superstore or any of those places and get some, you know... Uh, some rubbing alcohol with a high percentage in there. And, and I don't, like 70 works okay, but truthfully I found the 99% stuff is the best you can get when it yeah. comes to, to using fuel on these things. Um, 
so just want to say hi to everybody that showed up there. We got Steve, Red Bear, Patrick, I'd rather be outside, Gary, we got Mad Dog, uh, and Roundabout All Media. So we have we got the gang together and we're chatting stoves. So we talked about the alcohol stove, and we do got a few to go through. So if you're good, Ben, I'm just gonna keep on moseying through because we took 15 minutes on that one. <laughs> But uh, the next one up is actually one that, uh, and these are no particular order, but because Steve had mentioned it, uh, he has a Solo brand stove, uh, and I kind of got the knockoff version of that, and I actually have that up on, um, on uh, what do we use there, Amazon. So if you look, this is basically what I got here. Uh, mine isn't this brand name. They make, there's so many copycats of this type of stove. Uh, this is kind of your next your next step up. Well, there's actually kind of a branch here. You got two options to go with. You kind of got these gasifying stoves, which is like what Ben and I have here. And if you're going to make the choice, get the kind that Ben has, where it has that little opening cut in the side to put wood in. Uh, that's one thing I wish I had, a, you know, purchased when I picked this up. But I think I got mine for 12 bucks. So I'm not going to yeah. argue over 12 bucks. You know what I mean? I got to take the pot off to put wood in. That's the only drawback. If you have that little notch there, you can kind of keep feeding small sticks in. And a good hack for these is once you get a fire going, uh, if you have a wood pellet stove at home, grab a handful of those, man, and keep tossing them in. Those things work great. I, I keep a bag of pellets here just for that because I don't have a pellet stove at home. But for $6 to buy a big bag of pellets, we'll run these forever. And so every time I go camping, I'll just take a couple of Ziploc bags, throw them in here, and it's great to cheat to start them or keep them going. Uh, comes in handy. And they fold down uh, to nothing. Mine, I think, is yeah. Mine's, I think, identical to the one you're showing there. So uh, uh, yeah, you can see the price. They're twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine ninety nine free shipping. You got yourself a decent stove, and I've used these quite a bit. Um, well, I've used mine, and like I said, even with the inconvenience of not having the notch to put fuel in, I've used mine. I've had great success with it. Uh, I've used it to cook meals. I've used it to uh, boil tea. I've actually taken the cooktop off it and just used it as a little fire. Like, you know what I mean? If you just want a tiny contained fire, it even works for that purpose. Let me jump back to the... And like you said, they fold up to next to nothing, so... Um, I like them... I I do take mine out on a semi-regular basis, um, and I do love it because it, it, you know, it does work with the smallest pieces of wood you can find, small pine cones and stuff. It'll burn it all. Uh, and that's the thing. They're, they are classified as twig stoves, so don't expect to go cut big chunks of hardwood and put in these things. I've tried, uh, like making little Swedish torches and putting in, and that does work. Yeah. But it's going to be pretty dry wood. You know, like there's not a lot of forgiveness with these things when it comes to that. So you are better off using twigs and stuff like that. I go up to about the size of my thumb, and that, yeah. that's about the size I go to. I, I tend to process my stuff down pretty far when I have that. Like if I have anything bigger, I end up splitting it down to small parts to basically twig and soda size, really. But, you know, they're really good. And I've made versions of this. There's a, a version you can make with, I think, a paint can. Uh, I've also made them out of uh, like a tomato soup can. I was going to say, I've seen the one in the tomato soup can and then and like a, a chili can, can or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's basically pretty simple. You cut a ring of holes around the bottom of your big can and a ring of holes around the top of your small can. And then you just push the small can down through the top of the big can, which is, 
I guess in reality, what would normally be the bottom. And all you do is you cut your hole and then cut little fins so it slides down and kind of locks in place. Uh, yeah, there's the design right there. And when those things work properly, you get a pretty good, like, flame. That, that's very reminiscent of what you would expect to get from uh, – oh, he soldered his together. Oh, yeah. A little fancier than what I would do. I, I <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the concept's the same. If you don't want to spend the money on this, as you know, we're big believers, and if you can make it and it works for you, all the power to you. Well, I mean, my first few I had were exactly what we kind of described here is uh, handmade ones, and I, and I chose a bunch of different size cans. I played around with it. And once I was happy, I liked the concept. That's when I actually bought this one, right? Uh, and the reason was I wanted to verify to meet myself that this was something that I would use and like. And, and the beauty of this one is when I take this one, I generally take the alcohol stove, and it fits inside the bag. And I don't know I had anything else. So I have two stoves in one. And I do much the same. Mine, uh, the only benefit to yours is the way the prongs are situated yeah. on yours you get a little bit more forgiveness so i gotta fold mine out which kind of makes it a little inconvenient but there is a way you can jam this all together mine actually came with the alcohol stove bowl did yours come with that too yes so yeah, I have. and the idea behind the bowl if anybody's wondering is it's literally just a bowl to set your alcohol stove in so you can use the whole stove base as an alcohol stove support in fact i think you can just pour alcohol on it and burn it but i think so it's just not as efficient of course but anyways, you know, a great method. I love I love it as a as as, as a stove option, as, as something that's affordable. I think when I bought mine, it was around twenty four bucks. So they've gone up a bit in price. Mm. Uh, the design really hasn't changed much. I think it's uh, just inflation, honestly, because I bought mine probably ten years ago now, maybe longer. But then, yeah, me, probably me too. The nice thing is, you know, they are they are good stoves, and when you're going in. And you don't know what situation you're going to end up in. And yes, okay, you know, there's times of year where you're not supposed to have fires. These are kind of contained fires. I know some people are going to give you a hassle. Uh, but I still think it's better than an open fire. And I agree with you. And, I, and we're not telling anybody to go out there and break the law. I mean, use your own judgment, stuff like that. I have a, I do have a butane stove for backup. And if it's, you know, really dry and windy out, I'll use the butane stove. Um, yeah. So just just kind of use your own common sense. Don't go, oh, Ben and Rob said it's fine to have a fire in one of these stoves. Because you know what? It's going to be up to the person that investigates you. Somebody might be like, okay, it's contained fire. Somebody else may slap you with a fine. So use your own, use your judgment there. <laughs> and don't say um, we said it was fine. A great method that I've used, and I, and I kind of suggest it, is like an aluminum pie plate to stick some of these things on. Yeah. And that does kind of contain it. Sometimes they want to hit you with a spark arrestor, but there's a gray area there if your pot's on top. I mean, yeah. use your best judgment is all I can say. <laughs> with all these things, like with the alcohol stove, you are going to waste some. So having something to kind of catch it on, and then when you light the fuel, it all burn off anyways. Just something like that uh, comes in handy for a multitude of reasons anyways. If the aluminum just happens to be too weak and you're worried about it, you know, buy a tin one at the dollar store. Why do you out? A buck, two bucks, and it's not all that much weight. And you can use it as a frying pan when you need to. You can use it as to put your stoves on top of. There's a dozen things you can use it for. So 
Uh, and you can just have a light a fire in one if you had to, right? I know oh, no, for sure. We've talked about the bowl fire method. That That's a pretty good method. But unfortunately, a bowl takes up a fair bit of room. Uh, but you can wear it like a Ninja Turtle shell. We've also mentioned this. You set some trends in style. I'm just trying to open my window to a little air in here. It's hot. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, the the wood gas fire stove. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's it's a tried and tr tested method that works fine, and to me, it brings a little bit of enjoyment. It's it just has that uniqueness to it to me that when you get out and you play with it, uh, it's 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 more satisfying to me than just a gas stove, which is probably the next thing we're going to talk about. Uh, actually, I have one more twig stove, if you're oh, good okay. with that. Uh, just yeah. once again, uh, I happen to have it beside me, and Steve had mentioned that he has this as well. And it's the um, and there's a hundred different varieties, varieties of these as well. It's the twig box stoves. They either yes, come I in like one. four panels, or there's the fold-up type like I got here. Um, but long story short, there, there's a magnitude of different types of these, um, and, and, but they all function pretty much the same. For some reason that got bent up on mine, but, but there you go. And that, that's basically the whole setup there. This one actually, uh, as you know, the drop down door for a feeder and it has the, the grate you can put on top so you can cook on top of it. Like that that, this so was cute. actually, you're supposed to be able to grill on top of it if you uh, knock the coals down. But, I mean, it would also work to set a pot on or something like that. You know what I mean? But, yeah, there, there's these wood box style stoves. That's the only point I want to get across. And these are just as good, uh, in my mind, as the uh, gasifying stoves. It, like, if you get one over the other, you're not really going to be disappointed. Don't get me wrong. Uh, each one has a perk and con to them. And you'll kind of find that as you go along. Cost-wise... Uh, they're, they're pretty similar in cost. I mean, this one, it's close to what I got like here. I What's that? That's more like the one I have. Yeah. And I mean, they're kind of similar in price. This one's $26.99. I couldn't find the exact one that I have here because I didn't purchase it for myself. I actually got it, uh, some friends of it bought it for me and, uh, I still got to get it out and test it. Sorry, Charlie, still haven't got it out yet, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Th there's the thing still... I like about mine is I can put it in my back pocket. Yeah, yours is probably like this one here. Folds up right small, right? This one yeah. comes with a little carrying case. Uh, but, I mean, it takes up probably less room than my other one when it's in my pack. Just because my other one, it's a little heavier. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's just same thing, slightly different style. You know what I mean? Um, I think yours would actually work a bit better than mine. Mine similar to yours, it was a gift for me. I found trying to keep a fire that small took a lot more effort than having it a little tiny bit bigger. Well, this one's big enough I can actually put my gas-fying stove inside it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Or just about, I should say. That's the outside ring. Yeah, the outside ring of my gas-fying stove literally sets in there. So I could set the whole stove inside. So it's a pretty big, yeah. pretty big area in this one. That's kind of what I liked about it. Uh, I know the kind that you're talking about, and like this one here, that they do suffer from that small footprint syndrome. You yeah. don't have a lot of room to sustain a fire, uh, and you literally are basically twig feeding it all the time. With this one here, I'm convinced I could probably take, you know, 
up to two inch small pieces of wood and put in it and probably have a successful little fire going, especially with softwood or something like that. Yeah, I think once you get it going, yeah, some nice soft wood, maybe a bit of fat wood in it, you'd, you'd have some. And and you you probably could definitely fry a you know grill on top of it, but you you could definitely cook a good meal with it. Uh, yeah, these all these stoves really work well. And uh, if you really get into any of these, you, you'll learn there's a ton of ways to kind of improve and add on to them. Uh, down to like with the alcohol stoves, simmering rings to with the wood gasifiers using things like the pellets and stuff to, to, to sort of improve its efficiency. Um, there's, there's a multitude of those. Uh, another thing along the same lines, uh, you ever see the, uh, I know um, Mark Young did one. He beat me to it, uh, which doesn't surprise me, but was uh, the little folding out culiner like vegetable yes. steamer you can find them at ikea dollar store anywhere and they just they, they, they're a whole bunch of fins basically with holes in them and they fold up basically the size of a cup but when they open out they're the size of almost a dinner plate uh you can do something similar with those just fill them with twigs light them up and and cook over the top of those you just need some kind of stand to put your to hold your pot and uh, I think it was Red Bear mentioned the old hobo stove out of the utensil carrier. I think it was Red Bear. Yes. Yeah, IKEA utensil. Yeah. And that's another good option, too. It, it works on the same principle as one of these little twig stoves. It's just something to make a little fire in, direct the heat up. You know what I mean? So. I've experimented with those. Dollar Store sells one similar, too, now. So uh, there's no excuse to be able to find them if you're not close to an IKEA or whatever. So hmm. great methods. Um all um do we want to move on to something else yeah i was just kind of flashing through the comments here uh roundabout media said this has become quite a staring contest rob and i'm, I'm trying to figure out what he means there am i staring too much but uh, no just some more comments uh kira has the firebox nano and it has a pretty good footprint uh apparently i'd rather be outside says uh keji you can still use a twig stove during a fire ban I mean, I, I don't know for 100%, but I mean, I have no reason to doubt that. Uh, and Red Bear just says, like, the in a pit, or if you're trying to cook outside, you can't beat a Coleman stove. Um, and I, I agree, I mean, but you're you're also digging, or taking a fairly good footprint with you, too. Uh, I mean, I got a Coleman butane stove, like the single burner, where you put the can of butane in it, and you, it has the sparker, that works great. I got the double burner one that takes camp fuel. It works awesome, too, but I mean, I don't generally take those with me into the woods, just because they're they're pretty heavy to bring. Uh, but if I'm, like, tailgate camping or something like that, they're the first thing on the truck. You know what I mean? I, and I've taken the Coleman uh, propane one, with the little cylinders, in the canoe, uh, in the past, and, and depending on the type of trip, and if I'm not doing a lot of portaging, that's that's a possibility for me. If I'm going to do portaging, I'm going to a lighter stove, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. uh, the old ones with the, the fuel canister that use the white gas or whatever, uh, those are, you know, just a you know, solid old standby. And I camped with somebody last year, Valerie. She had the old-fashioned single burner version of that that was pretty cool mm. but she had a lot of issues with it because it was old and things got loose and she didn't have it what needed to be tightened that's the only thing with mine is about every two years 
I pull yeah. mine completely apart and clean all the little rust flakes and stuff out of it because they do gum up. I mean, if you got yourself a little sandblaster, like a nice, delicate, fine sandblaster, or better yet, a dry ice blaster, if you got, you know, the money for that, that cleans them up real nice without being too aggressive about it. Or the other thing you can do that I've seen is uh, you put all the parts into literally a can with some very fine sand, like playground sand, and stick the whole thing on the end of a drill. <laughs> And just zip tie it on slowly and let it tumble for a few hours. That cleans it up pretty nice too. I mean, these these are the tricks of the trade right there. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, um, from there, let's uh, let's move on there, Ben, because we still have a few more stoves. We're about a half hour in. I assume you want to move on to basically what we were talking about, like a, a little butane stove kind of deal, or. Yeah, we can talk about a few gas stoves. I mean, I use a few of them, uh, and I do enjoy them. Uh, I enjoy them for the quick simplicity. Mm. Um, and you know. uh, I don't have mine dug out. It's in my bag, which is in my truck, and I didn't want to dig it out. But I do have a picture of mine from Amazon, and it is dirt cheap. Yeah. So do you actually have yours in your hand? No, I don't. Okay. I, have, I think I have the BSI or whatever, which is a really tiny nano-style one. Uh, it goes in... Yeah, mine's very similar. You've seen mine, I think. Um, let's see. So mine's, mine's like this. What are we just screws yeah. on the top of the butane can? Yeah, I have one. It doesn't look identical to that, but it's mine's titanium, small, light. I don't um, think mine's titanium. I think mine's steel, but same kind of deal. It literally is tiny. Comes in a little orange container. Like, it's literally identical to this one. And uh, it has a little self-igniter on it. It's got the little fold-out arms. Just screws onto the top of a can of butane. Lasts for a long time on a can of butane, I might add, as well. I bought one of the smaller cans. Um, and then when Canadian Tire had, like, the big cans on sale, I grabbed one of those going, oh, you know, now I have lots. I still have yet to use up one of the little cans, and I've used it probably 20, 30 times. So they're incredibly efficient on gas. And, I mean, they make a really strong fire. Um really quickly so i mean to boil two cups of water i i have a video i think it's might be on listed because i didn't like the way it turned out but i did a boil test with some of these stoves once upon a time and i think it was like two minutes two minutes got uh two cups of water to boil on this thing so i mean that's as long as you're technically using it in my case because i'd boil it up for a cup of tea or a cup pack of noodles you know what i mean that's generally where this stove comes out for me i'm not cooking like a, a steak with this although you could don't get me wrong that's just generally not what i do with it so I, I sent you the one I use. It's a BRS, I think. Uh, very small. It, it costs twenty-five bucks, right? You know, twenty-three fifty something, right? It's uh, folded up. You know, you can you can put it in your shirt pocket. You can. It doesn't take up any space. It's dirt. It's it's small. It's light. Uh, it's efficient. The cans I have used, I got about a dozen cans used up now since I first got mine. I have a bigger version of it that I got from the Canadian Tire. It's a big disc, mm. that big around. I like the jets on this one. They're like mine is just one big jet that kind of, yeah. you know, blasts up from the bottom. Uh, this one kind of has some fins on it, which will redirect it and probably give you a little better flame burn on it. Well, do you ever want to play with them again? I'll bring mine the next time we go and. Uh, I, I've used mine winter camping. I got to say like the nice thing with these and these have the same sort of issue in the winter, 
if the canister gets cold, they're a bit harder to run. Um, so we took ours out last year a couple times with the kids, and we were going to just boil up some water and and have uh, have some hot chocolate with the girls, sort of a, a fun time for them. And I spent about half my time holding on to the tank trying to keep it running. I think somebody just shot something outside my house. I don't know if you heard that or not, Ben, but that no. was clearly gunshots. Is everything all right out there, Mel? I don't know what's happening, to be with you. I'm going to be back in a sec, Ben. You take the show, bud. Well, okay. That little interlude, we can hopefully everything is going fine over there. Uh, yeah, so... These little canister-type stoves, I mean, they work some pretty good. There's a, a few versions of these out there, um, and I think they're all pretty good. I was just quickly trying to look up right, well. Jet Boil is another version. Fireworks? Apparently that is the sound of fireworks literally going off in my front door. Who's firing off fireworks in your front door? Uh, my neighbors. <laughs> they just happen to be angling ever so slightly and they're literally right above my pergola. You've never been to my place so you haven't seen it. But next time you're down this way, I'll show you exactly where. <clears throat> well, I just got my motorcycle out today, so. Nice. Uh, uh, anyway, back on topic. Sorry about that, everybody. I was just going to mention another type of, of like canisters type stove that a lot of people like to use, and it's the jet boil, something mm. I haven't really had the ch chance to use, and and I'll I'll freely admit the reason. Uh, they're expensive. They are. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about them though. Uh, but much like you said, I I've just never really. I've never dumped the money onto them because they are expensive. You know what I mean. Uh, just looking on Amazon here, they're, they're like a hundred plus dollars. You know yeah. what I mean? And everything we've looked at up till this point is sitting at less sub thirty. <laughs> yeah, generally less than thirty. Uh, I've looked at quite a few of these. I mean, they have a fin design. They, you can pretty well light them. They say that you can have these lit and hold the the cup in your hand while it's it's cooking. Like it's it, they're 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 sort of that efficient. Uh, I don't know if I would, but you can. Uh, so it's a great system, and it kind of locks in together. It's pretty solid. Uh, I mean, I'm not knocking it because, honestly, everyone I've ever seen talk about it, they, the guys that use them love them. So uh, the, the cups are insulated. There's those fins. It's, it's a good system. I, I mean, I have kind of played with them, but I've never owned one. I'm not, you know probably won't ever uh for no other reason than i'm cheap honestly i mean if i was to be given one if they happen to be out there listening i would gladly test it and give an honest opinion on it oh yeah <laughs> we keep saying that that we never have any takers actually that's a lie steve actually got us books and steve's actually yeah. here listening and i i told you i i got a t-shirt for steve i forgot that i bought two or uh I didn't buy. I got you to make me two way back before, so I'm giving them one of those. Oh, yeah, no, that's so. good. But, now uh, you just have to give me my book. Eh, I don't know. Two books? 
I don't know. One for both hands. <laughs> uh, so Red Bear Tactical said he had the um, isobutane stoves totally stop working at minus 30, but the liquid fuel stoves have kept working. And we did mention that. Uh, very cold weather. They, they do tend to get a little finicky. You have to keep those uh, tanks warm. One of the uh, hand warmers. I found if you crack one of those open, throw underneath it, that tends to be just enough to kind of keep yeah. them working. Yeah, I didn't try that. That would have worked. Uh, like I said, uh, we used one last winter. We tried to do the hot chocolate, and the problem I did have with them is the can was getting cold. You could actually see it was getting cold, and it, the flame just wasn't as strong as it should have been. Um, sort of the advantage of uh, some of the other stoves, uh, the ones that sort of like preheat their own fuel mm. by running running a pipe through the flame is they're more impervious to cold weather. Uh, and that's with the old Coleman style stoves had that. Um, believe it or not, even if you submerge them in water, as long as it's water, your de temperature of the water wouldn't go below zero or the ice. Uh, it, it makes a huge difference. It's the air being say minus 20 is significantly warmer than water. So if you have no other option, get a little bowl, put your, your, canister in the bowl of water and you'll actually be heating it up in comparison to the as cold as water seems it's still significantly water, warmer than the air yeah and that's the thing and uh just something i know uh somebody said in the comments here which is a good point if anybody's thinking about one of those jet boils the one of the downsides to them is you have to use their pot like i said i have no experience with them uh but that's something to keep in mind yeah and they have a beautiful series of set of, of, of things, but yeah, their, their prices are a little high in my opinion, and they have quite a variety of kits and sizes. They're just, Once again, not yeah. bad stoves, just a little out of my price point. Yeah. Now, if I ever uh, win the lottery... <laughs> you have it all, right? Exactly. I'll have two jet boils. <laughs> One for each hand. Uh, Just like books. Great. Oh, Kier has one. Ship boils yeah. around a decade old, still works great. It's not great to cook on, only refill really boils water. But yeah. I mean, boiled water can get you a long way in the woods. I mean, you can make noodles, you can make coffee, you can make tea. Uh, you can put like pouches of food in there. You can do rehydrated foods with hot water. Like, I mean, hot water in the woods, you can do a lot of stuff with it when you really put your mind to it. Yeah, but can it do bacon? No, you cannot do bacon, but ready curse bacon need to eat cold. <laughs> I mean, turkey. Can you cook a turkey with them? Maybe parts of a turkey. <laughs> Small deep fryer. I'd just be really hesitant to use it that way. Anyway, we digressed again, such as we do. Um, was there any other? No, those are ones I really wanted to hit. There, there is this style, and, and I don't like the price of this particular one, but I see these this style... I'm trying to send this to you this uh, just because you see them all the time uh i see them at canadian tire i see them at princess auto i've seen them at costco and it's the one where the the regular butane cylinder the long thin one for like filling your lighters can go into yeah and this is the one i was saying that um funny enough i have one of these remember how i said if i was tailgating it would yeah. be like the first one in there. I actually take my Coleman, but I have one of these as well. And they work fine for literally that, like tailgating or when the power goes out uh, and stuff like that. But 
drag into the woods. Like, mine comes in a big black case. Uh, it's not overly heavy, I'll give it that, but it's still just bulky. Yeah. Um, I've never owned one. I've seen a ton of times people have asked me what I think about them, and I, my general answer has always been kind of what you just said. It's yeah, mine bulky, comes exactly like that in that big black case. Sorry, didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. But it's just, to me, it's always been, yeah, they show it right on the tailgate. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit bulky for what I want. If if I was car camping, though, something like that, maybe. Oh, man. Like, uh, I was talking about that property that I may be working on when I make the little camp down there. That's where this is ending up, is I'm going to put it down there so I have, if I want to wake up in the morning and make bacon, I can make bacon. Because you, this is, if you've ever used a propane stove, like a legitimate propane stove, um, and I grew up cooking with propane, that's basically what this is. Except it's butane, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just a gas stove. So any like natural gas stove, anything like that, it's all going to work uh, pretty much the same. But they're great for cooking like full meals. But the downside is, like you said, there's no packability to it. I, you could throw it in a backpack and take it with you if you were dead set on it. Don't get me wrong. But the trade-off for me is it takes up so much room that it's not really worth taking with me when I could take, say, that little butane stove. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are you sending me there, Ben? Uh, just stuff that uh, Red Bear Tactical sent me. Oh, okay. Well, here. Uh, I can flip over to that. There we go. So this must be in the Kenworth, is it? I would bet. Uh, it definitely is. looks like the sleeper of a, of a truck. Spent a good many a time in there. The other one is more of an antique style one. I think I've seen those before. That's the old, uh, yeah, liquid gas, or the uh, camp fuel stoves. Yeah. I, mine is uh, like the old double burner set. It's out in the sunroom. Someday I'll drag it in. I'll do some episodes on it. But um, You just slid into top secret. Picture. Top secret stuff. <laughs> we, we skipped over that pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so, I mean, there's a plethora of cooking options out there from fuel to, to, to wood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds terrible. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ben, but Roundabout Media has a comment. Whoever says any bacon is better than no bacon has never eaten boiled bacon. And I'm just picturing what that would be like. And I have to agree. I think no bacon would be better than boiled bacon. That, that just sounds sacrilege. Like, absolutely terrible. I, I'd rather be outside just mention that Steve McDonald's been asking about the BioLites. Oh, and yes, the BioLites. Sorry. I have experience with those i don't own one myself but gary lynch who i've camped with he had one and he did up some beautiful deer on one one time for us and those are quite a neat little uh tool they got a charging station built into the side of them or you can buy yeah, a charging I, station for the side I of them gonna say, we could probably flip one up here i'll bring one I up think I, I would be a bit more tempted towards like for the money I might lean towards one of those over the, the, uh, this one has the charging station, everything right into it. But once again, it's always the price point on these things that, you know, scare me away. This one's going for three twenty five plus $15 shipping. This is the BioLite camp stove too. Um, and this is just a wood stove, like our little gasifying stoves with a thermal generator built into the side of them. Yeah. But that thermal generator runs a fan that makes them much more efficient. And well, that's fair enough. And 
theoretically you can i mean they have a bigger version of this they have a couple here like they have a, a whole like there's a biolite version i think is like a campfire one and there's a grill that you can get that goes on top of them uh I see the grill there but yeah uh, but i did see a bigger version of the biolite too that you can get but you can theoretically charge up a, a phone now i've heard that you pretty well have to have some pretty good fuel to keep the heat high enough to to really get a good charge out of them but anything that extends your 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 device life when you're out there you can't really knock it right no and uh, once again the price points what scares me away if I had one, I guarantee you I would use it. If I could afford one, chances are I would buy one. I'm not going to lie. I, like Much like you said, especially with us and what we do, going out and making videos and stuff like that, having a way of charging that stuff up while we're in the woods, I mean, that that's that's key. You know what I mean? We When we did the trip uh, on the lake, we ran into problems where the camera started to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I carry all kinds of little devices and we have the solar chargers we've talked about those before and i've seen a, a sort of a knockoff of the biolite uh at princess auto a while ago where there was one of these thermal generators that you could buy and you, you know it they had something similar um not as good by any means but same i same concept uh, so there's there are some other options out there but uh, the only other thing I'm going to bring mention to is just because I seen it out in the sunroom when I went and got this stove. I tried, and if anybody is interested, this is why I'm saying that. I tried getting those gel cans um, oh, for reheating stuff. They really don't work that well. No? They'll make stuff warm. Uh, seven minutes later, I, I'm trying to remember what it was. No, it was more than that. I think it was 14 or 15 minutes later. I still didn't have a roll and boil in a cup of water. I have a bunch of those, and you know, those have been around forever, right? Well, there's different types, and this is what uh, the problem may be. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. have to go out and get mine to find out exactly what mine was, but I think mine is more for, like, you throw it under serving platters and stuff like that for reheating them up. So, I have this style, Magic Flame. Yeah, no. I, I can't remember where I got mine. I might have got mine from the dollar store or something like that, to be honest with you. I thought, ah, I'd I pick it up and try it. Camp Heat, the, the Coglin's world famous, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, Camp that's heat. the kind I think work well. Now, what I have doesn't. Mine is literally like a fire gel. And it just didn't yeah. seem to put off that much heat. I mean, it would work in a pinch, but it is not the most efficient thing on the planet. No. Um... If you can get yours open. <laughs> well, it's been a while. Need... Yeah, I've had these forever. Um, these, I think, have wicks in them. And these, this one's just the gel. Yeah, uh, so the one I have is just the gel. And just the gel. The heat was too sp spread out. Like, it never really... It's not much of a concentrated flame. It kind of... It's a floating flame, if you, if you will. And it just didn't really seem to make anything that hot. Yeah. Uh... I've had some luck with these. But yeah, I think they are designed more to, oftentimes you see them, that's what they use in like restaurants to, uh, to keep stuff just warm. And I'm literally trying to pull the video up here while we're chatting. 
and uh, I think that's exactly what mine is. It's literally just one that I had gotten a uh, boil test. So yeah, I even kept the video on listed because I uh, I wanted to go through and redo it. So it's not that it's private; it's just that it's on listed. So if anybody actually wants to see this video, uh, by all means, shoot me a message and uh, I'll provide the link to it. But uh, where is it? Yeah, I mean, I just lit that one. It's It's got nice blue flame. You wouldn't want to keep your hand over it very long. But you would you would need a bit of a stand, something to keep your, your pot an inch or two above it. Mine fit right inside my gasifying stove. I'm just, once again, looking at the, uh, the video here and kind of flipping through it as quickly as it'll load up for me. And I'm at 14 minutes, and it's still not a rolling boil. Yeah. So... But, any case, uh, still an option out there. It's better than nothing. Is the, uh, it's just not, don't think you're going to grab them and it be um, the best solution, I guess, is all I was going to try and say on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're, they're a solution. I mean, and you get a fair bit of burn out of one of these. I don't know if it says on it how long. Three hours. So one can is supposed to last you about three hours for this here style. I don't know how my... I kind of want to do some research and see what kind of fumes those things put off. Because I often wondered if you threw that in like a little stove, a little wood yeah. stove, and just let it run, if it would produce enough heat just to break the chill in the winter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would vent out the stovepipe is my idea and hopefully heat the... Anyway, that's that's a story for another time. Speaking of uh, camp stoves, do we want to move on to that? Because we are creeping up on the hour mark here. Uh, I know I have one. I know you have one. So do you want to chat about those? Sure. All right. So why don't we start with yours? Because you probably have a lot more information on the one that you got here than uh, what I have. And, uh, oh, okay, yeah, you're going to go right with the one you made first. So what Ben's holding up here is actually one he made. It's made out of a ammo can, is it not? This is the ammo can one. So I stole this concept, the original concept, a bit from Jeremy. I did copy one of Jeremy's designs to a degree. I designed my own door, which I can sort of show here. Uh, but I, I have a, a draft that can be turned. I mean, there's a little bit of corrosion on this thing. Opens up a hole so that you can have it uh, different of size. I'm trying to show this without destroying my chair. It just hmm. rotates. The door can be opened a crack. I got a couple of cuts into it. Just allows it to go. Uh, Opens up. I have inside of it the chimney. I think I have like 10 foot of chimney inside of here. I have the four feet. Everything goes together. It's basically an ammo can turned upside down so that the, the double uh, thick top, which is the thicker part of it, is on the bottom side, kind of protects the ground. Mm -hmm. And I just weld it exhaust pipe onto the top from Canadian Tire. I, uh, I did put a baffle in it to slow the heat from getting up there to the chimney. Uh, so there's a cheap, quick, easy option. 
Oh, set the whole thing up. Uh, if you had to put a price cost on how much that cost you, Ben, from start to finish, what what do you think? More than you'd like to think. <laughs> uh, I think you can buy like the ammo cans uh, when they're on sale for anywhere between fifteen and thirty dollars. Um, yep. The piece of pipe. Bunch of them. Each section of this pipe, I think, cost me close to five, five to ten dollars. Uh, so I don't need a small piece to start that off. Uh, everything else on it is pretty well scrap metal. Um, stuff I found around. I didn't invest a lot of time in that, but I did spend some time welding and uh, stuff like that. But I think the chimney, my original chimney, which was just a bunch of lengths of that, uh, I think two and a quarter inch, uh, by, I think they're two foot lengths I bought from a Canadian Tire. I ended up buying like six of them. So I was out like 60 bucks there alone just for the chimney. Uh, and then eventually I got thin steel that I could roll. And I just happened to get that from a, for a very good price. Uh, one of my favorite prices. And I, I can't really get into that, but that was uh, <laughs> a, a deal. Uh, and all told, like all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm probably into it for just shy of a hundred bucks. Um, and I've used it half a dozen times. Yeah, um, I think you have a video, or at I least do. pictures, somewhere of that working. It's 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 the video that doesn't seem to end correctly. Like it just sort of stops. But it, it was a trip. Me and a buddy of mine, Martin, we did. We went to. Uh, I'll tell people if they want to know. I went to Nine Mile River Trails, and went way back in the woods. I went past all the the hiking trails. And into the woods and found a little spot and set up back there and uh, we did an overnight and then came out the next morning and stayed up and used that to heat it i've ca camped with that with my daughter a couple of times um it's great it, it heats up my little uh wild haven uh winter tent i've cooked on it uh it's it's good uh and i camped with uh jeremy and gary with it and honestly, it kept up with Jeremy at the time was using the uh, Princess Auto wood stove. Mm -hmm. I think it usually goes on for about 100 bucks. Yeah, but it's fairly big too, though. It is pretty big and it's heavy. Uh, significantly bigger and heavier than that little stove. And honestly, I was probably as warm in my tent as he was in his, but he was much more crowded. Yeah. Uh, the only advantage he, would be his maybe filled less. No, we we all filled him about the same amount of times. He may have been capable if he ran it hard to heat himself to the point where he'd, he'd have to leave the tent or open the doors. Where I kept my doors closed more because I wasn't building the heat. But inside, mm. the doors closed and everything, I was able to keep myself comfortable. Uh, me and him were both camping with a kid, uh, and we were we all did fine. So Dave's with us here, and he says he uses trioxan tabs. Must be for the cooking stoves. Those must be those little pellets, are they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Isbit makes one, I think, too. Yeah, they, they mentioned that, too, the Isbit stoves. Yeah. Uh, he said he used them on the trail, and he used trioxan tabs. But anyway, I just wanted to bring light to that because I wasn't 100% sure what a trioxan tab was. But I assume it's, like I said, those little bio cubes. But, uh, yeah, long story short... 
you can make a tent stove, and that's what we're kind of talking about now. If anybody's wondering where, you know, what path we jumped down, we're kind of into larger stoves. That's kind of a coal, uh, a tent stove uh, that Ben made, and honestly, it's still pretty cost effective considering what some of the tent stoves cost. Like, even if you got the one from Princess Auto, you're talking 100 bucks, and you're really not into it for any more than that. We also have, I guess, our top secret one. Do you have that there? I do have it here. I did put a video up on our page before, but why not? Bring it on up. So this is oh. a stove, or bring the camera down, whatever the case may be. But Ben and I actually made a larger stove. We, um... We, we got the idea that we want to make a larger stove, and this is made out of an old helium tank, is it not? Yeah, it's it's a helium tank, uh, just like Party City or whatever sells. Um, the door, same idea as on mine, has a couple of slots. There's a little hole here to constantly allow air in. Open up. We, we welded that box out of scrap steel. Uh, yeah, that was a piece of scrap steel I had from working on the old truck. We, the top is a pizza pan. And it worked well. We had our debates if it was going to melt under heat. But it didn't. Yeah. It held up great. Yeah. It, it, and the legs are for, uh, what do you call them? Eye, eye, eye bolts. bolts. Uh, we welded the nut on and we just screw them in. And... The chimney is that same uh, pipe extension. Uh, whatever, right? Um, yeah, the old exhaust pipe that you had from the previous stove. Now, I will mention, I don't know, maybe you mentioned it and I missed it, Ben. We did put a baffle in that, which I think saves a lot of the heat from hitting that top pan. Yes, and that would be difficult, if not impossible, to show. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to get... Well, oh my gosh, you're going to destroy everything, Ben. <laughs> uh, let's go for a trip inside the stove apparently uh it's a little dark but anyway there's a baffle in there you can take our word on it uh i'd rather be outside we actually do have a video i think it's on our facebook page off that stove running and if not now that the cat's out of the bag fully i will put that up on our youtube channel as well because i do have the first light uh fired up there and it actually ran pretty well the first burn in wasn't bad it did, and, and our plan was, and we just, I, I love to just solely blame it on COVID and everything else, but our plan was, and we were, we've all been a little more stressed with that stuff than we'd like to be, was we were actually going to make a larger TP-style tent and heat it with that. That was our, our plan, me and your plan, I believe. Yep. Um, and we just haven't gotten around to it. Maybe next year, I know, like... I'd rather be outside and a few other people, maybe old bastard outdoors, uh, maybe Gary. There's a few people we know that might be more than willing to join us with that. And we might be able to make a TP tent big enough for three to five people and do a little trip. Well, we've also talked about and doing one uh, at a plastic. Pallet wrap, yes. yeah. And uh, I won't say any more than that because that's still an ongoing plan as well and i mean that might be a good place to try that too we'll just make a great big one out of that because i got i got pallet wrap bud i got connections on that stuff and yeah, yeah it was just a, it's a thought it's something we've, we've wanted to try so it's it's an idea now these are you know 
to me, you need access to a welder to do it good. I mean, you can, can you do it without a welder? Just use self-tapping bolts and uh, a few other things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but you're better off with some kind of welder. Getting a chimney hooked up and stuff like that. Uh, when I talked to Jeremy at the time, he didn't have access to a welder, but he just went down and cut a deal, I think, with a local company, maybe a garage or something, and they welded it on for him. It might have cost them 20 30 bucks. I don't know. But uh, we, you know, me and you are both fortunate enough to have access to small welders. Uh, and so we can play with this sort of thing. So the options are out there. Uh, I definitely think it's worth playing with anyone who's into it. Especially if you get some scrap steel and access to a welder like we did. There's That, that was our whole thing. We had all the scrap steel and we had welders. So, yeah. I mean, uh, we both have wire welders. And, I mean, they're nothing magical. They're just... Uh, I think yours is from Canadian Tire, same as mine. Yeah. Um, I do have a stick welder, but I mean, it would be too much for this. It would burn yeah. that through. So, I mean, just one of those, I think they're called TIG welders, MIG welders, MIG welders. One of those little MIG welders is all you really need. And I mean, we, we got along great with it. We had no problems. Oh, man. And I mean, we were kind of teaching ourselves to weld at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I've been playing with mine a fair bit whenever chance I get an excuse to and, and welding different things. So, that, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. But then there's the ones you can buy. And yeah. these are the ones that Jeremy pushes. And I did send you one. I think you had the picture up. Yep. So I just took it down quickly while we talked about the other one. But this one. This is one that really piqued my interest because it's kind of like apparently this one's a bit modular. I think you can take the top section off and just have like the regular size one. Yeah, there. So... It's kind of neat. Uh, you know, the the downside is these things are costly. Almost a thousand bucks. They are costly, but they're they're built right is the other thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's not a couple of, uh, dare I say, bushcrafting adventurers <laughs> slapping these things together. No. Uh, they're generally made of titanium. They're They're... Generally well built. I have seen photos and pictures of other brands out there, and I'm not knocking any other brands because I don't know everything about them, where some of them have made titanium stove but still made steel hinges, and the hinges corroded. Mm. I've seen ones that warped. Uh, you do want to shop around and make sure you're getting a, a quality product. Um, there's quite a few companies out there that make these types of stoves. Uh, so, and I, I seem to understand that these two level, you basically, I think you put your wood in the bottom and then it goes, the, it gets re-rated, you know, you got a secondary burn up top. And if you got the windows and stuff, it actually acts like a lantern inside it. It mm. will light up your, 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 your can. No, for sure. Uh, oh, okay. no, I want to go back the other way. So. And I've always wanted to get one of these store-bought ones, and I call them store-bought ones. Oh, man, there was more pictures to this. I better bring that back up. <laughs> Still going, and it comes in a case. It packs down, comes with a stovepipe. You can get spark arresters with them. I mean, this is the advantage to getting one that's made. You know what I mean? You are going to get a ton of bells and whistles for the money you put in. Uh, you know the old saying, you get what you pay for? Well, it really shows with a quality product. And I've used the style. Uh, I've been fortunate enough. Uh, to have a good buddy who has huh. one. 
<laughs> I'm guessing it's this fellow right here. <laughs> Pretty sure it is. And and the deal we've generally done is I've brought the tent and he's brought the stove and it has. Well, it's not this guy here actually. No. Um, oh well, he's he's modeling one of their tarps. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's I think it's his tarp actually. Is it? Uh, yeah, Wolf Den tarp. There you go. Yeah. They're selling it for yeah. him. Anyway, that's Jeremy902. We talked about him at the start there. Yeah, but I've gone a few times with another buddy. He's brought one of those. I've, I've seen Jeremy's and used them. It's great to get out. Uh, rather be outside type deal. <laughs> and use one of these. Um, they are nice. The professionally built ones are definitely have a few advantages over the homemade ones. But you do pay a pretty penny for them. And is it worth it? A hundred percent. I think it is. It's just, can you necessarily swing the funds right now? Exactly. Uh, so Dave here, real big monkey one says he rarely uses a tent stove due to cost and weight. Usually makes a fireplace and chimney out of welders blankets. Um, I'd be curious to see that. Uh, I, I haven't seen anything about that on your channel and maybe I just didn't dig hard enough, but I'd be interested in seeing that setup. Cause you have yeah. piqued my interest. Um, now, uh, buy once, cry once. <laughs> and that's the thing with some of these higher price stoves. But that, once again, with a quality stove, you literally do buy it once. You know what I mean? Like Ben and I, we, we can make a half a dozen stoves and probably put all the money into it that we would have put into buying one good stove. But we like yeah. to tinker too. That's the other side of this. You know what I mean? The, the thing for me is I have to justify A to me, the price. And then once I've done that, now I have to go to the wife and justify spending household money because we share everything uh, that, you know, could be going to other things that the whole family would enjoy more. So justifying a 500 to to $1,000 purchase, it's a little bit more tricky when there's so many other things I'd really love to spend my money on. Exactly. Uh, and that, that I think that's kind of realistic to most people, honestly. And no shame to that. I mean, that's that's life, right? No. Several videos on my channel from years ago. Okay, I'll have to check it out, Dave. Um, so the last stove I want to bring mention to is one I've actually been eyeballing. And this is that entry-level store-bought kind of dealio. You're not getting titanium. I know there's going to be drawbacks to it, but for the price point, I'm interested in this. And it's just one off Amazon. It's $189. You see them go on sale every now and then for around $149, or you get a coupon or something like that for $40 bucks off, right? So it's like $150 ish when it goes on sale and i'm curious to pick one of these up cost wise and i'll open this up to full browser so everybody can see it a little better cost wise it's not that bad 189 if you catch it with the 149 which is what i'm waiting for um it's a pretty big chunk of real estate but it's not huge you know what i mean it would be no bigger than the one that we just made uh and it has a lot of the niceties to it now the downsides that i've noticed is it's all just stainless steel uh which is fine but there's upkeep to stainless steel versus titanium. You know what I mean? You're going to have to watch for rust. You're going to have to clean it and stuff like that, which is all fine. All things that you just know going in. Uh, it's 19 inches wide. It's uh, 8 in well, 8.6 inches deep, or sorry, high and 11 inches deep. So, I mean, the firebox itself seems like it's big enough. You could put a pretty good stick in it. We're talking like wrist size, maybe two or three if they're nice and dry. Uh, it does have the top hatch. So if you wanted to, if you needed to, you could get into it from the top, which I often wonder if it seals well. So, I mean, but it comes with chimneys. It comes with everything you need. It's a full kit for sub $200. And I have been eyeballing this one for a while and just waiting for it to go on sale again. 
How much does it weigh again? Uh, weight, I think, is right around the three pound mark. Let me check here. Yeah. Um, it's probably down here. No, I lie. Uh, it was a different one I was looking at. That was three kilograms. Guess this one's in around 15 pounds. Must have been That's a titanium. No, nah, it must have been a titanium one I was checking out for three pounds. Because I was going to say, after the words came out, I was like, man, that's awful white compared to the size of that thing. But 15 pounds, that's that's realistic. So. Yeah, I can I could see me spending that money on something like that. I'm going to try it. I have reservations. Like I said, I it's... Uh, I worry that where it is a little less it's going to uh sorry it's 20 pounds about 24 actually it's 11 kilograms i forgot that uh, kilograms about two pounds for some reason i thought it was a little less than that but, my bad um but still it, it is a little heavier it's not one of the ultra lights uh but the thing is i want this for winter camping and hot tenting and stuff like that i don't want to pay the 700 dollars that you're going to get from the other ones um, and on where it's a winter camping, chances are I'm going to rig up some sort of sledding system or something like that if I'm going deep in the woods, you know what I mean? Because I'm looking to try and maybe score a canvas style type tent, something that's yeah. a little heavier duty. So, well, I do have that, that, uh, sled that I have. I know. And I sent, uh, my in-laws over to pick one up after you had mentioned it and they were gone. So... I missed my opportunity. I guess I will have to wait for the next one to come through. It's like those black diamond down blankets. Ever since you told me they were on sale there, I've gotten Jeff and Kathy to keep an eye for them because they go to Costco fairly constantly before COVID shut everything down, and they've never seen them again. No? Nope. Have never seen them at Costco again. I've seen them there quite a few times. I, next time I see one, I will definitely let you know. Shoot me a we message. <laughs> That same thing with the sled. The next time I see one there, I'll let you know and I'll pick it up. I had the opportunity to pick you up one, and I thought they were getting one, so it didn't happen. So what's this you no, just I'm sent back. me, Ben? A huh? camp kitchen. Who did? You just sent me a, a camp kitchen? Camping, yeah. hunting, picnic. Did you want to chat about this a little bit? Well, this... Flick it up. So this is a stove. It's a wood stove. Uh... Well, it's got water tank on it. Yeah. Jeremy actually put me onto this. He bought one. I think he was not impressed with it, honestly. But it does. It has a, a water jacket top part. You can put fill it with water, boil it. He figured he could hook some kind of chimney onto it and just stick it out the wood stove, out the chimney, and use it to sort of heat a tent and stuff. But it's surprisingly cheap. Yeah, it's only eighty six ninety five. Yeah. Uh we never actually, had, I don't know if he ever had any real luck with it. I don't think he was as impressed with it as he hoped. He, he kind of sort of bashed it as soon as he got it, really. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of reviews on it, but... No. Well, the reviews that are on Amazon are mostly good. Mm. So, another one I'd be willing to give a go. You, know, you could buy two of those for the one of the other one you're looking at. Mm. 
And of course, once you start looking at camp stoves and things like that, I mean, everything starts popping up. And this is how we end up down the rabbit hole. So I'm going to leave that up because there's things I want to look at after the show. <laughs> now that they flashed up. But, and I mean, we've definitely killed our hour and in some, but these type of wood stoves for like heating your tent and, and cooking, uh, it adds a level of comfort when you're out in the winter because the reality is in the winter, while you're out working and stuff, you can keep yourself warm, you can dress well, but at night, when it's dark and it's dark pretty early in, in the winter uh, and you're sitting around, it's nice to have something to keep you warm, a nice stove, keep the wind off of you. So you're inside, you got that heat, you cook up a meal. Uh, it's hard to beat it. And I've done it a few times. I've done it sort of solo. I've done it with, uh, with like my, one of my kids and I've done it with friends it's always been a good time. It's really enjoyable when you got someone to sit there and chat with and, and joke and carry on and stuff. And it is a great time. And I mean, there's so much more we can get into talking about uh, winter camping and stuff. But the wood stove definitely makes a difference. And, uh, you know, some day I am going to buy one of these pre-made uh, wood stoves to take with me. Uh, and set up the little sled and go in and do more, do the more trips because, you know, it's the time for me when my family doesn't want to do it as often. So it's, it's the my time trips, you know what I mean? No, for sure. And I'm just looking at uh, some comments from Gary there. He said his is around 20 pounds with a sled, no problem. Uh, and a stove, especially when you're going solo, because you could potentially have up to 14, 16 hours of downtime in the winter. Because, I mean, we don't get much daylight up here during like yeah. the dead of winter or like you know middle of december you're like gary said you're lucky to get eight hours eight full hours of daylight especially if it's snowy or something like that and you got clouds rolling in uh yeah and you know tending the stove passes time i really hope you get out with gary again this winter i didn't get out last winter with him well like i said if i end up getting this place in marigamish i got some uh i don't want to say challenges i got some ideas coming up because they're not going to be much of a challenge because I'm going to have a lifeline and it's going to be drive up, but I'm going to try some stuff. I want to see some stuff that works. We preached a lot of stuff. I'm going to try a few things, test some gear and, uh, but with, you know, with safety in mind, like I want to try Please some see. of those, um, I want to try emergency blankets, uh, to see how well one will actually keep you warm. Like I'm not going to try and sleep the night with it. Don't get me wrong, but I will like just, make a small fire, curl up with one and see how long I can last. You know what I mean? And I'll be relatively knowing I'm not going to push myself to the point of frostbite or anything like that. But when I get good and cold, I'll tap out and stuff like that. And that that's kind of what this property is hopefully going to open up to me. It's going to give me a testing area, which I could yeah. do here in my backyard. Don't get me wrong, but this is uh, just a little bit more isolated. Uh, gives me a little bit more freedom of area. So I'm not muddying up our yard either with some of the stuff I want to do. Like I can't really go out to the front yard, make a fire pit and have a fire because we have a road that literally, or more specifically, there's a school only three buildings up from us. And I'm sure they would not appreciate stuff like that. But anyway, that that's kind of tipping my hat to some secrets that's ongoing. Ben knows what I'm getting at here. But uh, but anyway, hopefully, if this all gets settled out, there'll be some uh, some future videos coming out of this. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I think we've covered a lot of ground. And I, unfortunately... I, I think we could cover a ton more. 
there are a ton of options out there. It's I think the end result though is find what works for you. Uh, there is no perfect one solution fits all. Uh, if there was, we'd all be using it. Obviously, uh, there are dozens of methods out there uh, with a plethora of prices down to literally pennies uh, up to literally a thousand bucks. So we covered the the gambit there of it. And each one has their purpose and use. Uh, and I'm not going to say that none of them are worth it. That it's That's the last thing I'm going to say. But find a one that works for you and mm. covers the bases you want. Uh, for a ton of stuff, honestly, you could get away with as little as the penny stove. When you're getting into dead of winter and really minus temperatures, uh, you know, something a bit bigger. Uh, though Jeremy did a really good video one time, and this is something looking. He heated one of those tent stoves or those uh, yeah the tents mm. with a lantern, a kerosene lantern. Oh yeah. He I think he gained I think he said five to ten de degrees difference inside out with just a lantern and he had a chimney like a thin chimney hooked to it so that the heat went out. Um, not not just the heat, but I guess the fumes and stuff. Yeah, the fumes. But. Uh, yeah, it, it made a difference inside. Gary's saying you need to catch a fish through the ice. That's I know. impossible. <laughs> I know he's poking at you. But uh, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of the, the end for tonight. And uh, Like Ben said, there's no right answer. Get out there and try some things. What uh, we like, you may not. And what you like may not be for us. Uh, that That's kind of the joy of stoves is there's no end to the possibilities right from as ben said penny stoves to one you make to if you got the money you can get some real nice stoves uh that come with a price tag yeah yeah um and if you're willing to like if you're interested in in, in the antique because I, I if some of you guys on here i know are you can get some neat older stoves that still work awesome sometimes you may have to put a dollar or two into it but there's there's something to be said even for those style like they're the um what's the word i'm looking for you know it the nostalgia rustic nostalgia okay i was gonna say yeah. rustic <laughs> nostalgia of like stove that like your grandparents may have used sometimes you know sitting down and and, and out there i mean i know guys who had their whole kit set up based off like 1920s technology. Like it's all stuff that they would have been using mm. years ago or even older, right? Um, well, probably, well, it's not old, old, but it's uh, early 80s. I have an old Coleman lantern out there that still uses like the pump and oil. And I love yeah. it. And I hope it continues working forever. So. I, I have two. I have one I'm planning on rebuilding. Uh, the uh, only thing that's not original in mine is I had to put a different shade in it. So. I got one out there that came out of the brother-in-law's attic that his his parents owned. I mean, he's he's in his he's at least fifty. His parents were older, I think, when they had him. So that they, I don't know what, what year this lantern is, but it's not yesterday. That's for sure. Say at least the sixties. Uh, but uh, no, uh, it said get out there. I mean. Stoves are a great tool. And yes, you can camp without one. You can just do an open fire and do all your cooking in an open fire. But most people do, I think, take some version of a stove 
for a backup set setup. Even if you are planning on doing uh, open fire cooking, having a stove. Uh, and and the point I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of point out there is is lunchtime. I mean, if you just want a warm cup of tea or coffee or whatever at lunch, a little stove kind of gives you that ability where open fire may not always be a possibility. You may not want to stop line up to set up a, a, a whole fire, but taking 10, 15 minutes to, to boil up some water and keep going, it's a, it's a luxury that's, that, that adds to a trip. And sometimes it's those little niceties that makes the difference between a, an okay trip and an awesome trip. As you say, Ben, food makes the trip. So if you have a good way of cooking food, you got a good trip. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good night, everybody. We'll catch you next week, and we'll figure it out then.